Welcome to the podcast in the CRE Vault with Mike and Mark. Welcome back to Mike and Mark in the Vault. We're going to come at you with the bonus episode today. How are you, Mark? I'm doing good. How about you, Mikey? I'm doing great. I'm excited to have a special guest at the roundtable today in the Vault. Do we... Do we disclose him yet or do we kind of give like little clues on who it is? It's, it, he's not a homeless guy on the street. He's 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 not selling hot dogs either. He's not selling hot dogs. You know, it's uh, you know, this I'm really excited for this one because the last um, the last episode we did, Mike, you might remember was uh, construction costs. Yep. And I think we recapped it fairly well on just what we're seeing in the market. And th- but there's a topic that comes up sometimes and it is the different delivery methods that a tenant can have and and who's doing the contracting and who's paying the bills and 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 how does that system work all together right and and there, there's a different delivery methods and i think we might have found the the we'll say goat of of all systems known for delivery all systems goat all systems goat. Ah, I'm going to put that on a knee tag somewhere. So yeah. we can make that happen. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to be here, guys. Yeah. We're joined by Mr. Andy Widman, co-broker here at NAIFMA. Um, he's a commercial professional here. So he's uh, been with us now for, what's it been, Andy? I'm closing on 10 months now. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Just about to turn the year curve. He's still with us. Thank God. Mm-hmm. So, and his his quick resume is he was an architect for for yes. years, um, for many years before that. I think right around the time dirt was invented, he became an architect, and he is he is the guy that if you have questions, he is the he is the answer. Yeah, he's got a depth of knowledge, and we're excited to have him on this bonus episode. But um, so yeah, maybe. Just delivery methods. What are you seeing, Andy? I mean, what, what's kind of just a, a cliff notes that people may want to know about in terms of that topic? Sure. You know, once upon a time, the only real delivery method that existed out there was you designed it with an architecture team. Then you went out and bid it to the whole world and then you built it. So design, bid, build. Great method. A lot of Public dollars follow that procurement method just because uh, people feel like they get the most competitive bids. But COVID really changed the way this world works. And I'm sure you guys addressed it on your construction cost (laughs) episode as well. But when things went haywire and that predictability that had been there for a long time, many decades to many owners, kind of went away. And so how do you bridge that gap and make those that delivery method tighter and more concise for the benefit of an owner. So we've seen the emergence of um, construction managers, delivery method, and then also design build kind of move into the forefront in the last um, probably five, maybe 10 years. Gotcha. Wow. Interesting. In, in the design bid, bid build. So, so I'm a, I'm a tenant and I want some medical space done. I go out and I, I get an architect and, and they, they draft, the standard medical process of, of, of a space who who's get, who's doing the bidding on something like that. Is it the architect? Is it me? Am I hiring somebody else to do that? Unwrap that a little bit. Sure. A lot of times the architect team can help you with that. It depends on your sophistication level as an owner. If you've done this time and time again, 
I've worked with owners that like to do that themselves because they like to feel in control. And, and, you know, if it's a private sector, they can kind of invite who they would like to for that um, bidding process and go from there. There are people that exist out there. We call them owner representatives that you can engage as a third party person as an owner to help look out for your interest and navigate these complex projects, um, whether it be through the design team or the bidding process or even with a contractor. So it's varying levels of what an owner's rep can, can be engaged for from, from an owner's side. It strikes me that the biggest pro to that process is having uh, uh, control of the costs. Is that fair? On the design bid build one? Yes. I think before COVID, it was a predictable kind of um, environment. And once COVID hit, a lot of the costs went haywire. And so what we saw in the industry was, you know, hey, we, we thought this going out and designing whatever, an office space at $140 a square foot for a shell package was the standard. You went out and all of a sudden things are coming back at $180, $190 a square foot. And so you're like, well, dang it. I've already paid the architect to design this thing once. So now i got to pay them to do it again. So recently, some of these other delivery methods, I think, have short-circuited that process and made it a little bit faster and a little bit more cost-effective to invite the contractor into the process sooner. And that's why we see those other gotcha. two delivery methods is you kind of create that team triangle of owner, architect, contractor that sit at the same table, just like we are, and, and talk through things to help manage budgets a little bit more on the upfront side rather than reacting to it on the once the design is complete. Makes sense. It makes 100% success. So talk about the other, not, not the design bid build, but the construction manager. So unwrap that process a little bit as though I'm a four-year-old and I'm also a tenant. (laughs) Tell me how, who's paying the bills, who, you know, just unwrap the whole process. So um, under the construction management delivery method, owner engages in two separate contracts, one with an architect and one with a contractor, probably right about the same time. And they, you know, you can interview and do whatever process you want to engage those uh, those two entities, but they're basically at the table at the same time as the owner is, but they're two separate contracts. So really the owner has the contractual relationship with both entities and are therefore paying the bills as, as such. Under the design build method, uh, there's only one contract. You basically are asking your contractor and design team to form one entity, whether it's through a joint venture for this just specific project or there are contractors that specialize and have a design team in-house that can do design build for you. So a little bit different method there. It's just one contract from the owner perspective. And again, they just handle all that um, billing directly with that, that entity. So on the design build, I'm the tenant. I hire just one, one person, we'll say one firm. Mm-hmm. They're doing the architecture. They're doing the bidding. They're, are they the ones paying the bills as well? Because I, in, my final question would be on that design build. Does does that firm just give you a flat number? It's going to cost you one hundred and eighty dollars a square foot to build this, and then it's kind of their ball game to cut costs as much as possible. Is that fair language? Yeah, to a certain extent. You know, a lot of times on the design build, owners are, are more upfront with just what their budget is. Hey guys, we need to make this work with this budget, whatever the X dollars amount is. So it's really on the design team and contracting team to figure out how best and most efficiently to get to that. 
I personally still think there's a lot of conversations that can happen amongst the team members to ensure the quality is still there in a construction project. Um, I don't see it as you, you know, you're just giving the keys over to a different company and saying, Hey, I need this built at this and walk away from it. There's still very much the same design meetings and, and level of engagement that there would be in any other procurement method. Uh, but from that sense, you know, in terms of subcontractors and those things, yeah, it's that, that single entity that handles all of the direct payments to them. So owner, you know, they submit a pay application to the owner, owner pays that, and then that team pays all of that um, directly to their construction management can be a little bit more complicated in that you can engage with more than one contractor at the same time for different things. You could go out and engage with a drywall contractor directly as the owner if you wanted to be. And your, your construction manager could just be that. They serve in a more advisory role rather than as more of a general contractor. And that, you know, I'm going to tell you how to engage with this subcontractor directly or you can go through that way and do it that way. It, it really does come down to pros and cons mm-hmm. and benefits of what you're comfortable with uh, as an owner and and what you want to see for the end goal uh, in that regard. You know, interesting. Best example I can think of is when you have somebody that's got a very specific brand that they want to maintain a Starbucks, they'll probably use the design, bid it, build it method just because they know what they want. They want it consistent everywhere. And the cost is what the cost is, but a one-off owner who's, you know, maybe doing an office building for the first time might go, you know what? I'd, I'd like to work with somebody that's going to give me a little bit more feedback through this process and help me manage that budget as we design it. Like it. Is there one one method that um, two questions are are there? Is there one method that is a little more cost effective? Or the second part of that question is: Is there one that gives you a little more bang for the buck? Sure. I, I and, and, and I'm just questioning the how many times am I going to get middleman on on say a design built when you got one person doing it all? Naturally, they're going to need to make more money. So. Unwrap that a little bit. Sure. You know, a lot of times in those kinds of contracts, you can negotiate direct with a a contractor on their stated fees. So ultimately, I think no matter which method you end up with, you can kind of end up at about the same end pricing. It, it, It does depend on your experience through the process in terms of managing those costs through it. The... The design build one is a little bit scarier for a lot of, of owners because they do feel like they can they can lose a little bit of that control in the process. And and honestly, of the three methods, it's probably the least used one out there. With I saw nationally, there's probably about 16% of contracts are done under design build method, and then about 25 or so percent under CM uh, contracts, and then the rest uh, 60% about design bid build. So interesting. I would be, and I think it just takes maybe a level of instruction and knowledge for somebody. Me, myself, I don't mind calling a carpet layer and coordinating that with a painter. And and so I don't need a design build to make those calls for me. Um, And I don't need to pay a manager to handle that kind of process. So I I would assume that probably is a, a heavily weighted part of that conversation. Absolutely. And of course, you're getting into, you know, something smaller and more direct. It might be best to handle it under multiple contracts with different vendors direct versus a brand new, right. you know, complex building. It does does make some sense to have somebody that is kind of at that helm and, and working with all the contractors on multiple a day-to-day basis. Yes, exactly. So, uh, having, having, um, been on both sides of this fence. You you were an architect for years. 
and and now you're on the commercial brokerage side. Do you see more conversations of these three delivery methods within, say, a size? Maybe are, are they for the bigger projects, the smaller projects? Are you what, what, when do you see that activity come in conversation? On, on you know, from do you understand my con? My yeah, definitely on the bigger projects. I've worked with owners that really, really prefer the construction manager route. Again, they're, they're, they have a level of expertise and they know what they're after. So they like being involved in that decision-making. And it, it does, it brings that team together in the same room more often than if it were design, bid, build. And then I've, you know, some of the medium ones, yeah, you can, you can see a variety of different methods. Um, maybe your risk goes down a little bit. So maybe design, bid, build makes some more sense on some of those. And, and really the small projects, you know, in the state of Nebraska, the Board of Architects and Engineers Act has certain minimums in which you need an architecture team to be involved. And other than that, you know, if it's a small tenant improvement office space, you know, thousand square foot, yeah, that might be one you as an owner just want to tackle on your own sure. just because you've got that knowledge and, and know some people and, and can, can handle that. You've got the time. That's probably the biggest deciding sure. factor. So I'm a bank. I'm a bank and I'm going to build a, a new home office. I'm going to, I'm going to go with something a little more extravagant, like one of these three delivery methods. But if I'm a bank and I have a branch and I just want to split two or three offices, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'll just, I'll do it myself. We're just going to throw up some walls. Self-manage. Yep. Self-manage. Yep. Is that fair language? Yeah. And I know there are some property management teams out there that that help in those processes, especially for tenants. Hey, if you're going into my building, we can manage a couple walls, couple doors, couple changes like that for you. Don't need to get everybody involved from that standpoint, which helps keep the cost down. Mm-hmm. On another note, um, unwrap your your previous experience and how that helps you on your day to day commercial brokerage. <laughs> sure, because you know you have a gift. Your, your previous life gift uh, allows you to probably have conversations that Mikey and I can't have. I mean, if somebody says, you know, can I put a wall here? I mean, I, I don't, sure, you can do whatever you want. I, I just usually walk away and turn it in here. I'm not going to sign any waivers, but go ahead. Yeah. I mean, your, your, conference, your answer is going to be different than Mikey and I. Yeah. I uh, Let's shower in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do what you need. Take the drain straight out the wall. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, so, unra- so how does that help you in your conversation? It is. I found that it's helped me quite a bit. You know, um, I tend to um, be somebody who puts myself in whatever client's shoes that, you know, is asking me questions on things and 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 really trying to uh, focus on it from their perspective. So I have been able to uh, maybe not clearly answer every question, but at least guide them in the right direction towards, you know, if we're talking about this, then we probably need to do X, Y, Z. Um, I do enjoy the development piece of it, you know, in terms of we have a piece of dirt, what's the zoning on it and backing into what a building may look like. And and I love bringing those different people together to help execute that project. So it's been a lot of fun being on this side of it, because as you guys said, I was previously an architect for a, a company that did a lot of design bid build. And we did work for uh, Native American tribes across the country. So we did a lot of government work that... You know, when we were asked to design something, they knew their budget. We had to design within that. And if we didn't, we were redrawn it at no cost to them. So uh, and that was, again, a very different world way back when. And then I moved into uh, working for a local developer. And uh, 
Um, learned a lot just on the the real estate side of things, more about what you guys do, the, the leasing, the property management and all that. And that's really kind of where I figured out that, hey, I really enjoy that side of it. And then uh, went out and worked for a contractor developer and, and then uh, um, was part of a local design firm here. And so I really have seen the whole gamut. And and um, and like I said, I try and understand things from everybody's position, what they're coming to the table and what their goal is for the project. So. It's nice. That gives you a total life experience on a lot of different transaction topics. And it's so, been a lot of fun. I, I don't like sitting around doing the same thing over and over. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. That's very true. Well, listen, we, we enjoyed having you. You're a wealth of knowledge. And if anybody listening to this podcast has questions on zoning or construction, please do not call Mike or I. Because nope. you, you, go, you go through the front desk, you ask for Andy. He is the guy. He's the guy. I appreciate being here, guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in again, and we'll come at you shortly with another topic. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of NAI FMA Realty. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only. NAI FMA Realty disclaims any liability or responsibility for any individual's use or reliance on the information presented in this podcast.